0: Mike, let me ask you a question: Scorpion or Sub Zero? Scorpion all fucking day, oh, baby. Fuck That's you! What Sub Zero? You motherfucker! Oh. Sub Zero oh. way, bro. Way, way, way. Oh my god! I got all you, I got two you, words you. for you. Come here get over here it's actually get over here you fucking pleb sub-zero can freeze your ass what can you do oh just pull somebody towards you exactly how you don't pull any bitches in your life nah bitch i make them freeze in place and i go up and then fucking uppercut them down into a pool of spikes probably the reason why i haven't had a date in a very long time
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're too busy freezing everyone and like (laughs) suplexing
0: them listen man My parents were right about the effect that video games have on people, man. Like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) video (laughs) games do make you violent.
0: (laughs) Well, guys, welcome to the Messed Up at Midnight podcast, the show that's here to throw hands in another dimension. I'm your host, Max Steele. And as always, I am joined by the man who has a face like Goro, but the body of Katana. It's Michael Flaherty, everyone.
1: And I'm joined by the man with the arms of Jax, the eye of Kano, and the body of Sonya Blade. So it, it fits together.
0: <laughs> I, I am Robo Babe.
1: <laughs>
0: it's, it's, you're the bionic woman that, that
1: everyone spoke of.
0: Okay, so, so guys, this week we're finally dipping our toes. Is this, the, is this our first time talking about a video game movie on the podcast? Uh... I think I so. mean,
1: yeah, I think so. I think it is. I think it is the, the only the only movies I I think of that are games related. were The ones that played games with my mental my, my mental health. <laughs> so, all of them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. In some in some way, shape or form.
0: <laughs> so we're talking about the 1995 Mortal Kombat movie directed by Paul. We see this is the right Paul Anderson. Paul W.S. Anderson. So, Mike, and what what did you think of this movie?
1: This movie is fucking awesome. Normally, there's like some lead in where I'm like, oh, this movie sucks, but it's got X, Y, and Z. This movie rules. I'm going to say it. I'm going to play it my flag here. This movie is so fucking awesome.
0: Now, here's what I think. It's stated, That's... obviously. I mean, it came out in 1995. Oh, yeah. Like, looking at, the, looking at the effects, like, it, but it's awesome. Like, the, the effects is kind of like one of those things that you laugh at. Yeah. Awesome action. But for me, it kind of seems the pacing is just all over the fucking place. It's like we get glimpses of fight scenes throughout, which are awesome. Don't get me wrong. But we don't get like our first, like, real beat em up fight scene, like in Mortal Kombat, until like 40 minutes in. Yeah, but then everything else about yeah. it I'm like, okay. I kind of See, w- once it gets going I fuck with it. <laughs> See, <clears throat> oh my god.
1: See, the thing is the way I view it is the movie the movie has the movie when it when it's not being just so awesome, all it is is just being cheesy as hell and goofy as hell that that the the storyline which is as cheesy as it comes Combined with just the the effects, which are just like reptile alone is a is a painful to watch on screen. He is so bad. It is it's so great. It's so great.
0: I want to know was that like good for the time? Because you know we some big surprise. We weren't around then. So like was when people saw this, were they like, holy mother of God? This is like the next step in our filmmaking evolution, or what? People just like can look stupid.
1: Yeah, that's that is the question I have because Looks like the Geico, Geico lizard only... on
0: crack. <laughs>
1: it's, 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 it's the Geico lizard if he grew up in like like I don't, I don't know, like Detroit in the 80s or something <laughs> like that. It's just just yeah, he he throws he throws down. No, uh honest to god, like because the, because when I saw this movie, I was like 15 when I first saw it or like 14 or something like that. But it was Even then, the graphic, the computer graphics were fucking like I knew they were fucking terrible. So I've Mm -hmm. only known this movie as so cheesy, it's amazing,
0: and and that it is, that it is. But it's also PG thirteen, which Which if you know Mortal Kombat, yeah, like I think that's the biggest like missed opportunity that this movie has. But I understand why they made it PG thirteen. You know, marketing. You know so people can actually go and see it. Mm-hmm. But, and, you know, keep in mind, this was before Deadpool showed, like, oh, you know, you can rate it whatever the fuck you want, and people will, you know, come and see it. But yeah, you don't get a whole lot of, like, you know, the scorpion ripping a man's head off with a spine dangling. You don't get people, you get people falling into spikes, but, like, there's no, like, spitting blood or anything. You don't get that. But you do get some <coughs> yeah. fun action and fight scenes. Oh, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It's it's fantastic. It's just like like <clears throat> I am so I am very bummed that you don't see the like the classic like Goro where he like rips a person in half mm-hmm. or it's like where Johnny Cage does the split and he like uppercuts someone's head off or something like that. It's like mm-hmm. it, it's all very PG thirteenified. Like mm-hmm. it's all made very like uh, uh, available. Which mm-hmm. I'm not happy about, but you know what it's still great, it's mm-hmm. still fucking amazing because they do everything close to that, which mm-hmm. i which i'm like I'm like, you know what credit where credits do? They did what they were allowed to do
0: <laughs> now, Mortal Kombat the nineteen ninety five version was the fourth you know one, two, three, four, fourth video game movie, which I mean video game movies up until like. Recently, with the release of Sonic the Hedgehog, which you know now people are like, eh, <laughs> you know, the, yeah. the for the large like majority, video game movies have kind of been the butt of the joke for movie fans for fucking years. And Dude. do you think this oh. falls into that category, Mike? It's <clears throat> so
1: it, it <clears throat> it's one of the few things. Like I agree, uh, like I agree with you. The entire up until like Sonic the Hedgehog and Detective Pikachu. Those are the two movies that kind of proved that like video games can be like movies and it not be like a thing that makes your eyes roll. So I would loop this in with all of the really shitty video game movies because make no mistake, this movie, while it's not heinous and annoying and offensively bad, it's Mm -hmm. not good. That should be made a very apparent, but I will say of the video game movies leading up to that point, it is like close to number one. Like it Mm -hmm. is close to number one, if not number one, because I mean, think about its competitors. It's either the Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh movie, which doesn't really relate to the game all Mm -hmm. that much. I mean, Pokemon you can make an argument for, but like it's, it's a whole different sort of thing that has the sort of IPs in it. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like, like, It was literally just Mortal Kombat and like the Resident Evil movies, which are God above some dog shit movies. (laughs) So it's like, (laughs) honest to God, honest to God, there wasn't there wasn't really stiff competition Mm -hmm. for Mortal Kombat. But yeah, it is definitely it's there as a really shitty movie. But like, I don't know. I love it. I fucking love it.
0: I mean, you know, before 2000s, we only really had the Super Mario Bros movie. Double oh, Dragon, no. Street Fighter, and then the sequel to Mortal Kombat and Wing Commander. So that's really all we had before 2000. But then <laughs> after 2000, it just kind of fucking hit. I mean, it kind of honestly it kind of hit a nosedive after Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like It's like the sequel was released and then not like you just didn't recover for years afterwards.
1: That is true. That is true. Uh, for, for, for those that don't know, Mortal Co- the sequel to 1995's Mortal Kombat, and se- the 1995 Mortal Kombat, I'm like, ha ha ha, it's so hysterical, and it's amazing. Everyone mm-hmm. should watch it. The sequel should be avoided like like the plague. Like, mm-hmm. it is offensively bad. It's not good. Mm-hmm. It's a no. It's like, it's a no for me, dog. Like, it is it is so terrible. And it really does make sense to me that, that the release of that movie made Hollywood go, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, we made a mistake. Oh, we should step the fuck back.
0: <laughs> now, let's look at the behind the scenes of Mortal Kombat 1995. We have director Paul W.S. Anderson. This was actually <laughs> his second film. So he was inexperienced when it came to Filming fight scenes and visual effects as well. So, what he decided to do was he studied every single book on visual effects that he could possibly find and also learned about filming fight scenes while they were shooting this film. And, you know, even consulted those around him who were experienced with filming fight scenes on set. And he would later go on to work with another very popular video game film franchise that Mike. You mentioned he would go helm the Resident Evil franchise of movies.
1: All right. See, (laughs) I don't know if that's something to like plant your flag on and go, yeah, he did those. It's more like I feel like that's like the footnote you put at the end of your filmography where everyone's like, what did you do? And you're like, well, I did the Mortal Kombat movie. I also did Resident Evil. But uh, the Mortal Kombat movie, that was the flagship.
0: It's well, because just- he left because he was going to wanted to do the sequel, but I guess but like for one reason or another, he couldn't do it. He had to go direct Event Horizon. But then after oh. kind of seeing what they did with Mortal Kombat Annihilation, it looks like it kind of feels like he made a promise to himself like, OK, I'm going to stick with my next franchise. And it just so happened to be Resident Evil. And he's like, OK, and- just trying to power <laughs> through, man, just trying to power <laughs> through
1: Dude, he rode that bitch into the ground. Like, how? Like, that is, you know what? I respect his dedication where he's like, where he's like, I let them ruin my baby. Not again. Never again. (laughs) And then it's, it's and then it's his baby that 100% should have just been like left to like die. Like it is, oh God. (laughs) It's just, dude, have you seen
0: those movies? I I have not seen a single Resident Evil movie, and I'm kind of happy about that.
1: Dude, you should be. Dude, they're so fucking bad. Dude, oh my God, they're bad.
0: (laughs) So Mike, let's get to the important question of this podcast, which is, if this movie were a drink, what would it be and why?
1: Okay, all right. I love this movie. I do. This movie's amazing. So I wanted to do right by this movie. And I didn't want to make something that makes everyone gag. But I'm going to make something that makes everyone really confused. Just very, very confused. So at its core, what is this movie? This movie's high octane. This movie is... This movie doesn't really have a lot of depth to it, if we're being honest. That being said, the IP for Mortal Kombat doesn't have a lot of depth either. Let's be honest with ourselves. It's yeah, there isn't a whole lot to work with. That's reasonable. So, all right. So it's pretty shallow waters, but it's high octane. It gets you moving. Like I'm like I'm gonna go with something that's uh, that that we did before for another movie that I thought was pretty high octane and great. It's uh, I'm going with uh, tequila. This movie, this movie's tequila. I was it was either this or Jägermeister because both have that energy. That I feel like really encompasses the movie, but Jaegermeister I feel like has too much development to it, so I'm like, all right, we're just going to stick with tequila. Okay, so we have our spirit. Now, this movie has muscles. That is another key element of this movie. (laughs) My God, it's like it feels like I could feel. I, I could. I could just. I could just 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 see or just imagine the amount of protein powder and like egg whites (laughs) that are just off camera that you just see some you see the actors get off and they just like mainline so we're gonna we're gonna get some like get a whole thing like get a bag or just two scoops of serious mass gain protein no no. totaling totaling and i shit you not 1200 calories Put two scoops of that in. Oh, no. Along along with your along with your uh tequila. And how much tequila should you put in? How many? How however much it takes to get the party started for you. That is that's that's how much you need because that's how much Mortal Kombat gives you. However how, much much, for, how much is that for you, Mike? <laughs> That's going to be, it's going to be about like three or four shots. That'll, (laughs) that'll, That'll, that'll definitely work, but okay. So we have that. Now, again, looking at one thing that's noted about this is that there's no sweetness to this movie. There's nothing, there's nothing heartfelt that tugs at your strings. They try, they do. But I'm gonna be so honest, it doesn't work. I don't mm-hmm. feel anything. I don't feel for any of these characters. I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, kick his ass. So for that, we're gonna make we're gonna make the main non-alcohol water. So it's just gonna be plain ass water. There's there's no development to this. You're not here for anything other than you're here to watch people who are just unfathomably ripped beat the brakes off of each other. So Finally, we need something to keep the energy. Something that is colorful, interesting, and just really matches the tone, taste, and vibe of not only the the title song, but also just the look of the movie. The colors. So, I want you to go over to your local GNC or wherever you get your protein powder. I want you to take a few steps to, a few steps away... Look over and find yourself some ghost blue, like, protein powder, uh, pre-workout, pre-workout. Find some blue pre-workout. Some, like, it could be blue raspberry. It could just be, it could just be, like, electric blue. blue. It's just blue. Find a blue pre-workout. I want you to put two, I want you to put one scoop more than they recommend. One scoop more. One scoop more. (laughs) And I want, finally, finally just for the hell of it grab a little bit of creatine put that in put that into a blender bottle shake it vigorously and i want you to go out and go out to your backyard or your front lawn whichever one you have whichever has more greenery i want you to blast the mortal Kombat title song openly on a speaker to the rest of the neighborhood and practice kung fu moves as you're like drinking it that is this drink that is
0: this movie I feel like with the amount of powder that you put into this drink, it's gonna feel like drinking mud. <laughs> We're just gonna lift the tequila.
1: You're just you're gonna be drunk, just vibrating in the backyard listening to this song, just like like punching shit.
0: Dude, Jesus Christ! If we had to do that, if we had to try this one, like I would, like this would have to be like the last one, and I'd have to like run off camera. And just go throw up after ingesting over a thousand calories with tequila, uh, pre-workout, protein powder, creatine, and water.
1: It's just... Dude, it's like, I I tried to think of other things that match this movie, and that was the only thing. I'm like, it's shallow, and God, it makes you want to go outside and listen to techno and, like, practice kung fu moves.
0: We'll we'll see if my drink can maybe change your mind then. Okay.
1: All right. All right.
0: Now, for me, I saw this and I was like, oh, this is peak 90s, right? here. This is like peak 90s T-rated schlock with some good fight scene and pacing that's just kind of everywhere. So, for our base, I can't think of something more apt for this drink than starting off with the 90s drink of choice. That's motherfucking surge. Oh my- yeah. <laughs> now you you've used it before, and I Love used it. four ounces of surge back in my barbed wire drink. But I really can't think of a better way to start to describe this movie than with surge. This is for like mm-hmm. the feel of the movie, and you know the actors who all look very nineties. Hell. So yeah. next, we need a liquor. And Mike, I actually agree with you. I'm also going with tequila because, you know, when the soundtrack starts, it's impossible to just not get hype. And, you know, like with the fight scenes, you know, most of them, it's a pretty fucking great time. So let's do two ounces of tequila. Now, although the fight scenes are great, it feels like it's kind of missing something with the movie called Mortal Kombat. With a movie with a PG-13 rating about hyper-violent fighting, it feels a little watered down. So. Throw in an extra ounce of just tap water in your tequila. So two ounces of tequila, one ounce of tap water. Toss that into your surge. The script is there. It, like, if you're not a Mortal Kombat fan, you'll, all this stuff is good, just going to go right over your head. You'll be like, what the fuck are all these people doing here? Why does that guy have four arms? There is a man that's a robot and then also a Bruce Lee, a wannabe. Like, what the fuck is going on? So you have to be a fan, or at least have played the game before watching this movie. So I'm gonna add in a shot of something that you you either love it or you hate it. And that's motherfucking Jaeger, Mike. You mentioned it in your drink. I'm including hell, it in mine here. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So let's look at some some other highlights of this film that are just like just awful. Like we got bad CGI, and you know, yep. like, hmm, I'm looking at you, reptile, and like hell it's yeah. green. And it's one of those things that really sticks with you, like after, like the when the movie was done. Like I thought, yeah, the fight scenes were cool, but Jesus, that fucking reptile effect was awful.
1: (laughs) Who do bad? So
0: so, especially like with a twenty twenty three lens. So I'm gonna say for reptile, toss in an ounce and a half of green tomato juice, because that's (laughs) the thing that's gonna like be sticking with you afterwards. And you know, for the sets. And, which admittedly looked pretty good, and Goro, which, at first, I wasn't really a fan of his design. Like, I'm not a puppet guy. But then after seeing all the work that went into making it, you know, it kind of it kind of turned me around. I'm going to say, throw in your bitters of choice. And yeah, that that's what I think best embodies this movie.
1: Hey, I gotta say, both our drinks got tequila and they have water. And they both, I gotta say, there, there's not a lot of sugar in either of our drinks. It seems to be like... It is like, it gets to the fucking point. Dude, I mean, and which that's I'm, re-
0: I'm all they, about. I think they I think they knew what they were doing with this movie.
1: There's there's no way that they did not look at this movie and go and, and go, oh, oh yeah, we're totally self-aware. There's no like I refuse to believe that Paul W.S. Anderson looked and went, I'm creating art. I there he had to have watched this and gone, oh yeah this is gonna be hilarious absolutely
0: 100 percent. so mike let's just kick off this episode right and engage in some mortal combat and let's mortal talk Kombat! Do, 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 do. Uh, actually i don't want to i don't want to get this this podcast taken down so you, you guys know what it sounds like look it up play it play it get hype let's do this guys let's talk about 1995 mortal combat So right off the bat, we start off with a Mortal Kombat theme. Like it just, we don't even get to the opening title sequence. It's like the opening logo. It's like, okay, we're already here. We get the logo. It's flames, CGI fire. It's the mid '90s. Like it's it's just great way to start off.
1: So so awesome. It's so oh my god. It's I gotta say, if you. If you if you go into this movie and you'd just like you're like, oh, it's I don't know about this. This this title sequence alone, it just gets you so amped like you're just like like because I'm going to be honest. I fucking love the title song to this. I dude the Mortal Kombat song. God damn, it's a great song. And then it's an intro with
0: like flames,
1: and then it's got a dragon. You're like, this is so nineties, and I'm so
0: about it. You know, the soundtrack was actually the first EDM record to receive platinum certification in the United States. Which oh, I mean, shit. listening to listening to this, you know, the Mortal Kombat theme, you understand why.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're like, you're like, I've never been so amped. It is the quintessential. It's like. It's the quintessential like, like up until the Doom soundtrack came out, it was the quintessential like song that every like video game nerd listened to whenever they went to the gym, like. And you cannot tell me otherwise. Every time, <laughs> and still I'm, to this I, day, I, dude, to this day, to this day.
0: <laughs> so we're thrown right into a battle. We're at like a temple area. We get slow mo fight scene between Chan, this guy Chan, and Shang Tsung. Shang Song basically like beats his ass, stomps on his spine and just does hella overacting. Like he, this this actor it's knows fun. what he's like he he knows Hell the yeah. market and then he yeah. points to the camera. He does a lot of pointing throughout this movie. <laughs> Says it's you awesome. will be next as his face transforms into like one of those early internet screamer videos like with his face melting and it's all bleh. But then yeah. we cut to Liu Kang waking up in, like, a, the, I don't fucking know, the Matrix room where everything is fucking green <laughs> from a bad Why dream. is it so
1: green? Why is this? Where is he? It's like, it's like, it's just so odd because it's like a concrete room and it's like, it's green. <laughs> it's so confusing. It, it's like, it's like if it's like if someone skinned Kermit the Frog but, <laughs> and put him on the window, like...
0: Yeah, I really feel like Liu Kang is just about to like stand up and then go look out the window. Then we're gonna get some more thumping EDM soundtrack. There are hundreds of streets in LA.
1: Oh we'll my
0: you god! <laughs> <I> <laughs> just goes into the <laughs> monologue from Drive.
1: I was see okay, see see when you're doing that, I was I was literally thinking I was like it's gonna go in two directions. It's either it's either gonna be Drive or Blade, and then you went with Drive, and I was like, oh
0: yeah. You know I'll always, always. Towards drive. You you guys know why. I'm winking. You, you guys know why.
1: <laughs> not 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 blade. Not blade. No love for old Wesley Snipes.
0: All the love for you, Ryan. So Liu Kang uh picks up his like a fax from his father. His brother's dead. But we cut away from this to Sonia Blade and Jackson. Like, I don't fucking know. The club from Barbed Wire. And they're doing an I, operation dude, of something. Dude,
1: they reused the fucking set. I, uh, dude, I'm so, I'm so dead set on this. Like, it's like they built the set for Mortal Kombat, went, all right, pack it in. And then someone from Barbed Wire like crew team ran out and was just like, no, 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 no. We can use this. We can use this. We can use this.
0: It's like any club that like played new metal in the 90s, it like was filmed in this location.
1: <laughs> it's exactly it's like they just, it was like one of those permanent studio setups just in one of those
0: like a random studio lot so above the club we see kano answers his phone and it's revealed that shang sung is in the room too so they're talking and so and shang sung is like sonya blade has to be in the tournament but then back down with sonya and Jax, they turn into those dicks at the mosh pit where they're like pushing everybody out of the way we get too much fucking panning we pan to henchman with a Glock that Sony just fucking does in. And the the concert's still going on, by the way. So, con- I, the, so Sony just straight up murders somebody and goes over to like, you know, interrogate him. I love it. I love it. It's just right off the bat. Like it's just, she just
1: murks a person and people are like, whoa, eh. it's like these people are like, these people are hard fucking core. They're like, they're like, I'm here to watch this metal band. And this is the only time I'm going to fucking get it.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Was this like the masquerade or some shit? Oh,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: No, this is this is actually... This is a Pantera concert, actually, they're filming at. Oh, why you gotta do that? Oh,
1: <laughs> just, dude, you wanna know the worst part? Not until you groaned, I had no idea what joke I was starting with. I was just like, I was like, yeah, hey, it's a metal concert, Pantera. And then, and then you groaned and I went,
0: oh, no, oh, god, oh, shit. Uh, okay, so, R.I.P. Dimebag Daryl. So... By the way, the scene just fucking ends. We don't get like a resolution or anything. We just cut to motherfucking Johnny Cage walking up to four henchmen who all have like different weapons. Then Cage fights them off with Kung Fu. One of them fucks up the fight scenes. And then just ends. And then Cage walks past and argues with... and. Argues with some like Spielberg esque director. Who, like, he looks like he's 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 literally wish.com Steven Spielberg. You know, it was actually supposed to be Steven Spielberg, but like the are schedules you, just didn't line up. Are you wait? You're shitty, really? No, like it, it it was supposed to be like Steven Spielberg. The actual guy was supposed to like be there, but I don't know. I think it just it just fell through. That's damn.
1: All right. They really yeah, got, didn't they really
0: got someone that looked like him,
1: though. Yeah, no, no. I was like, I, I, all jokes, all jokes aside, one hundred percent was like, damn, that is, a pr- that's pretty close to Steven Spielberg. <laughs> like, I'm not. I was like, it's uncanny valley territory. So it's like, the closer he looks to Steven Spielberg, the more I'm like, uh, but like, still pretty
0: close. So Cage walks away angrily, and then some PA comes up and tells him that someone's here to see him. Someone by the name of Master Boyd. So. Cage goes to talk to Master Boyd. And through this conversation, we get, you know, Cage's martial arts ability is great. The backstory about the tournament, it's basically like this guy's trying to pitch him to be in the like UFC one. So he's like, okay, listen, a boat will be leaving the next day. You need to be on it. So they go their separate ways. But then Master it's Boyd the walks through, It's what? It's the Kumite the from kum- Blood Sport. <laughs> I don't know if that was one of the like the inspiration, but I think Jean-Claude Van Damme was actually supposed to be Johnny Cage, but then Uh, what? we could have had that. We could have had that, yeah. That would be nuts. That would be nuts. nuts. No retreat, no
1: surrender, blood sport, and now Mortal Kombat could have been in the list.
0: Damn. So uh, as um, Master Boyd's walking away, he transforms into Shang Tsung magic. So next, Temple of Light in China. Boat docks on the side of a river and Liu Kang exits. He walks past a group of monks to go to another temple. So Liu Kang goes up to talk to his granddad, who's a monk, and they talk about his brother. It's about like exposition, exposition. Brother was preparing for the tournament. Then a gong goes off. The elder monk says Liu Kang will represent the temple of light, for he is, the chosen one. But the monks don't but the monks don't want this. And Liu Kang's reasons, like the man who killed his brother is gonna be there. And he this this guy can certainly act. I can tell you that.
1: It's it's hey Robin Shu,
0: he can punch. It's great he, com
1: he, yeah, like, great great com great combat performer.
0: Yeah, like yeah, great combat performer. Some of the lines I'm like, okay, we're we're almost. There.
1: <laughs> you're you're like you're like you're like ooh, <laughs> you almost nailed it.
0: <laughs> so, but then this conflict gets interrupted by Raiden, who Lord Raiden, God of Thunder. <laughs> Who just starts spouting uh, poetics and all the monks spout, not Liu Kang.
1: I love, I love, I love Raiden in this movie. So, could you describe Raiden to, to the viewers? So he is.
0: So he. So first of all, he's played by the Highlander.
1: He's played by Christopher Lambert! (laughs) He's the Highlander! The Highlander shows up, and he's supposed to be a Chinese deity, and he's just this white dude with long hair. And I'm like, what is this Lord of the Rings looking ass motherfucker doing here?
0: Listen, whitewashing has is not a uniquely like 2020 or 2010s problem. This shit's been going on. for a while
1: dude dude they oh my gosh
0: hell yeah you, you know who we almost got instead of the Highlander to play Raiden
1: I, I'm trying to think of other people who definitely white like I saw uh, just guess just get, just t- take a guess. You're gonna get you're
0: not get you're not going to get it
1: Mickey Mickey Rooney played a pretty racist <laughs> depiction of a Chinese character it like mm.
0: Danny Glover <laughs>
1: I don't. But you're no. You're no. You're lying. Look at I'm, look, it no. up, up, look at that no. shit. Look at that. Google he, that
0: shit right now. Google it right now. I don't Google, need. Are you? Being, Google it, Mike. Google. J- Danny Glover
1: almost played Raven. Wait, no, he did not
0: Well, Mike. No, is the
1: fucking
0: <laughs> what? Well, Mike. Oh Mike my is, god,
1: <laughs> it could have. Oh my god, he almost played. What the hell? What? Why was that the other choice? Why is Danny Glover the choice?
0: I mean, do you think he would have done a good Raiden? I,
1: I don't know. I, I just, I just assumed they would pick a pick a I don't know an Asian character to play Ra- an Asian actor to play Raiden like why is it a white guy or a black guy <laughs> that doesn't feel does it feel real accurate
0: <laughs> okay god I really wish we had Danny Glover I just, playing Raiden I love, I love the
1: idea I love the idea of Raiden just sitting there just during, just like doing all of the normal shit that w- went on this movie and then just going I'm getting too old for this shit
0: <laughs> okay let, let's gather ourselves everyone so Luke Kang like goes up to like fight Danny Glover, not Danny Glover, Raiden, and then he gets like Aikido thrown, and um, so they have like a conflict. But Luke Kang ends up storming off. Then we go to Chaiwan Bay, Hong Kong. Johnny Cage exits a car, sees a man reading a newspaper with his face on it, and you know he shoots the shit with this guy. I don't know, Mike. I don't know about you. But me personally, it's my favorite character to play in Mortal Kombat. Motherfucking Art Lean. (laughs) Exactly. Who can forget? Art Lean. Oh, you know, you got Scorpion. You got Sub Zero, (laughs) Johnny Cage, Kitana, Art Lee.
1: (laughs) It's, dude, it's like they didn't fucking try. It's like, like all of the other characters. Had the most over-the-top, like, badass, like, 90s, 90s, like, X-Game, Surge-drinking, like, names. And then there's just Art, and you're like, what the fuck is he doing here? <laughs> it's just some dude in a, some dude and a gi.
0: Listen, the name Art wouldn't be horrifying until, like, mid-2010s. If you know, you know. <laughs> So Luke oh, yeah. so Kang walks by and then Johnny Cage asks Luke Kang to carry his bags and Luke Kang's like, all right, bet." takes his bags, just drops them in the ocean and fucking walks away. But outside this spot, Jax and Sonya are watching from the distance and they get confused when they see this like old dragon style pirate boat sail up. And Kano is also there, too. And he gets on the boat and then Sonya runs in to Cage and points a gun at him and she asks about Kano, sees he doesn't know anything. But then she sneaks on, and then, okay, then the boat's just fucking taken off. By the way, that's all we get of Jax in this movie. Dude,
1: dude, justice for Jax. Like, he's there for a total of five minutes of screen time, and then it's just, he's gone. He's like, you're like, he was one of the main characters in the other game. Like, why, what, why isn't he here?
0: I wanna see Jax fucking, like, with his robot arms, crush a guy who's ahead with his fists.
1: Yeah, why? why We could have had him do the fucking like thing where he like claps a person's head in.
0: Like Or rip a guy's arm off only to beat him with it. That
1: <laughs> You could have done such cool shit with Jax. Instead you made him just some some lame
0: standing. So Sonya sneaks on and now she all of a sudden she's in a basement with chains all around her. And she sees Shang Tsung and points her gun at him. She's looking for a murderer. Shang song he like says thing, but then Johnny Cage and Liu Kang come down and stand by her side, and then now fucking randomly Scorpion and Sub Zero walk up and are like, "We're here dude, too, and, and, and we're on Shang Tsung's left. side."
1: It's dude, it's so funny. <clears throat> One because from from a from a lore perspective and from like a like a uh, like a movie perspective, because <clears throat> from a lore perspective. Scorpion and Sub Zero fucking hate each other. Like, oh, it's, no, they would not be teaming that, together. Like, 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 from a lore perspective, they would be, they would be at each other's throats the moment they like they see each other. It's hands. Like, it's there's no, there's no, like, there's no, like, we'll put our differences aside. But from a movie perspective, they enter like. They enter like an overly dramatic, like sitcom character, probably would if it, if instead of a comedy, it was a drama. Like, it's just they just kick open a door randomly and just stroll in with smoke behind them. It's they look like overly aggressive power rangers. Like,
0: it's, I mean, isn't that basically what they are?
1: That is true. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Am I fair? Wrong? Fair, fair. They are, they pretty much are.
0: So, like, I see this and I'm like, okay, cool we're going to get an awesome fight scene because we really haven't had anything up until this point. But then like we're about to get this fight scene with, you know, really bad, hopefully bad CGI when Scorpion and sub zero get like tossed off to the side. And then Raiden's fucking here. Now
1: he, he warps in, and it's just like, and it's just like, I don't think so.
0: (laughs) And he's, his whole thing is like, you're not following the rules of combat. Shang Tsung. And Sonya's like, the fuck is going on. And Song is like, you've been chosen, Sonya, by Liu Kang's is like, oh, my God, you really are Raiden. So
1: (laughs) I I love I love the man who warped in via lightning. He's like, only now that he's like, he's like, you know, the combat forbids that. Like now he's like, no, he's like, well, now you sold me that, you know, the rules.
0: So later on, they're up on the boat and then Cage talks, talks like someone who like, Cage talks like someone who is seeing this movie that doesn't know Mortal Kombat. But Raiden <laughs> is here just to give like fucking exposition. Like, you've all been chosen to defend Earth in a tournament called Mortal Kombat. A leader from Outworld is going to invade Earth. In order for them to invade Earth, they need to win 10 straight victories in Mortal Kombat. They have won nine. This is the 10th. And then Raiden just continues to spout more vague philosophical like puree that you only find on like i don't know a fucking manosphere podcast dude, dude dude it's dude it's so great it's so great it's so it's just the entire
1: time i'm sitting there just going like oh sh- god damn shut up raiden <laughs> it's just I would you go back to scotland
0: <laughs> Raiden is like so Raiden says like one of you three will decide the outcome of the tournament the fate of billions falls on you three so Liu Kang is like, look, Shang Tsung will pay for my brother's death. But Raiden's like, you're not ready. It has begun. And then they look at the sky to see a trippy skeleton man flying through the air. And Shang Tsung <laughs> screams, it has begun. And then gets surrounded by Aurora Borealis. And then the scene just fucking ends.
1: <laughs> Dude, it just cuts. It just fucking cuts. It's there's no there's no like lead in. There's no like it has begun tomorrow we land it's literally just like and we're done okay fine all right
0: so now we go from like this really big boat to smaller boats and it's the daytime now and Sonya tries to call Jax but gets no service and all the boats dock on this beach and Johnny Cage has a lot of luggage he's carrying around and Luke Kang and Sonya are like where the fuck are we So all the combatants walk up this poorly CGI mountain to another temple and the CGI here, I can be like, yeah, that's on a green screen. They, so anyway, they climb a shit ton of steps.
1: It's so great.
0: (laughs) But when they get to the top, they're in like an arena with a bunch of statues, warriors, monsters, and shit. But then Liu Kang also makes contact with a woman under an umbrella who ends up being Katana, played by Bond girl in License to Kill actress Talisa Soto. So, huh. Shang Tsung then gives more exposition. Ah, uh, Princess Kitana, reptile, watch her. Then, what I thought was oh. a statue of a reptile comes to life. And Jesus Christ, the mid '90s. I thought like Men in Black was bad, but this shit like looks so dude. bad by today's standard. Oh, dude, Jesus. it is.
1: It's, it's it's so funny
0: because they did. <clears throat> admittedly, I
1: was like, I was like, huh, statue. And I was like, oh, good night to reptile. And then it's like, can you watch of a reptile? And then it just pants back to the statue. And I'm like, oh, it's a different thing. Oh, that's a completely different thing. And then you just see, like, just this, like, thing that was painted to look like rock just turn, And you're like, oh. (laughs) I, I just sat there and literally just was like, oh, please, no. And then it just changes colors like a chameleon and then just scampers off. I'm like, I was. I just sat there and just said, "I was just, I was appalled, appalled." Because I'd seen some shitty CGI from stuff like, 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 like Men in Black, or like even like eighties movies. Like, what was the Stephen King? Oh, The Langoliers. Like that mm-hmm. one has dog shit fucking CGI. But like, dude, this is offensive.
0: Dude, it looks like somebody took like the assets from beast wars uh the transformers series and just fucking oh, yeah. one of those just right in the middle of the scene
1: dude that's dude, so awesome it's so great dude wouldn't it be wouldn't it be great if transformers were also in the mortal Kombat movie
0: don't tempt me with a good time that's all i'm gonna say
1: <laughs> sonia blade <laughs> you must get out of my way i need sam whitwicky
0: so we cut to some banquet hall where some druids bring out some food and Liu Kang is like still horny for katana. Like the whole gang is here, but then Sub-Zero and some other shirtless monks enter and then scream.
1: Dude, it's just this whole movie. This is this is when the movie really lays lays its cards out on the table. It's just like it's going to be a lot of rippling musly guys. I hope you're I hope you're all ready for that because it's just a whole swarm of these these ripped guys with like it looks like they have those like uh those winter masks that covers your like nose and like face other than your eyes, you know what I'm talking about? Like a mm-hmm. like a balaclava or something.
0: They were COVID prepping, yeah.
1: They, they, they were the original social distancers. You know, on an <laughs> island, just just doing like push-ups and fighting or whatever. <laughs>
0: so okay so shang Tsung gives the whole let the games begin speech and he's like some of you will have the pleasure to face prince goro and now for a taste of things to come so all the mark all the monks start rummaging through the halls and they you know toss tables and stuff that people were eating out of the way to make room for fight club So sub zero
1: <laughs> these people didn't even have a chance to eat a freaking turkey leg before the monks are like oh yeah were you gonna finish that pasta bolognese fuck you and they just like throw it against the wall and you're like hey, uh, you guys set it up why, why, why are you giving it to me
0: now watch this ninja frieza man so Sub-Z- <laughs> sub-zero faces one of these guys like these shirtless monks that does like shadow muay thai but then sub-zero just like fucking ends his life with an ice ball and yeah the monk's head just like lands next to shang Tsung, and he says the thing flawless victory <laughs> So, so great. Then, it's awesome. So Cage and Liu Kang, they stop and talk. Uh, Liu Kang wants to you know go talk, but then Sonya's like, wait, me first. And then Cage gets called out for being horny towards Sonya, and they walk off, and then we cut to a hand that has four fingers. That's for later. <laughs> so Sonya, Liu Kang, and Cage, they walk through the temple, and they talk. They get to some bridge area you've probably seen in the game but they stop mm-hmm. and see Goro's shadow and the forearms and all on the cage, and they're like, what the fuck was that? Then we cut to Kano, remember him? Eating like an extravagant meal and talking. Sonya Cage and Luke Kang, they watch from above, and we get our first shot of Goro, and it's certainly something. Mike, what did you think of Goro?
1: Uh, I know that puppet was a... Uh, you can watch it. It's a puppet. It's a puppet. I'll, I'll, I'll rip the, or an animatronic, whatever you want to fucking call it. Mm-hmm. It's, someone's operating it. So, I don't, it's not good. It's not mm-hmm. good. Let's just be honest with ourselves. It sucks ass. That being said, I respect the hustle mm-hmm. that they were like, they, they had the option to CGI Goro. They really did. They really did. And they just went, Let's save that shit for reptile. Let's make mm-hmm. Goro. Let's make Goro like actually posing. Because again, I am someone who is very much a if you can do it practically, you should do it practically. Mm-hmm. Don't know if you can do Goro practically,
0: but they gave it a shot, dude. They certainly tried. It's like the mouth doesn't line up with his words, and sometimes his face no. kind of has that like uncanny valley thing going. Like, yes, it does. It kind of like in certain shots, I can tell like okay, that kind of looks like a model it doesn't like feel natural in its environment uh-huh. oh fuck no it doesn't Fuck yeah. no it doesn't it looks so, terrible so again my hat's off to the people that were making it but like just in some of the sh- some of the shots i'm like no nah. nah, not not
1: yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly exactly
0: so goro is talking shit to kano because kano was talking shit about shang song so the conflict is escalating kano feels scared of goro but shang song comes out and starts roasting kano too Who's just concerned with getting paid? So, K- so like it, it. comes out Kano will get paid once he fights Sonia, not to win, but to humiliate her. And then Goro feels like no threat from Liu Kang. Shang Tsung also wants to warn Goro of Princess Katana, who is ten thousand years old and the rightful heir to the throne, and should not interact with <laughs> Liu Kang. Lin it's Shang- like
1: it's like it's like every time that Shang Tsung. Is on screen, he's either there to do two things. He's either there to go, or no, sorry, three things. He's either there to go finish him, or or uh, your soul is mine, or here is some relevant exposition given the current point in the movie. That's basically <laughs> literally like, those three things.
0: That's basically like what him and Raiden do. <laughs> it's so great.
1: It's literally the two characters that are supposed to be the most powerful. That is all they do with the fucking movie. They either go, finish him, your soul is mine. Okay, all right. <laughs> to the listeners who may not know what's going on. <laughs> oh, okay, sure, sure.
0: Guess they're the ones who paddle the exposition. So Sonia, Cage, and Liu Kang, they've seen enough, and then they start to walk away, but Shang Tsung noticed them and sends guards after them. But then after this, Sonia, Liu Kang, and Cage arrive in this room with a bunch of hallways around them. And they oh. see Katana in one of them. Liu Kang gives chase probably because he's horny and splits up from them. But then we go from like, you know, the green room at the beginning to this fucking blue room next. And Liu Kang wanders through, but gets, then gets jumped by reptile who still looks weird and gets like evil mist or some shit blown in his eyes. (laughs) Reptile, reptile in this scene, just because the room is so blue
1: and like you see the, you see the character, but he's supposed to be invisible. So he just blends in with the, with the background which is blue. So it's just so he looks like one of the characters from the fucking I'm blue. David video. (laughs) The fucking uh, iPhone 65.
0: (laughs) Awesome. So then the scene just kind of fucking ends. We cut to the three of them walking down a hall with a bunch of cobwebs to enter the room that Kano was in. So they look around this like festival hall, but then they get jumped by the guards. A fight scene ensues. And we get the fucking soundtrack. Oh, and I'm, like, yeah, we here, do. I'm like, okay, here we go. So Liu Kang, like, it's so weird because with Liu Kang, I can tell he's trained. With mm-hmm. Johnny Cage, I can tell he he's also trained. But then with Sonya and her movements, they, they don't oh. have like the same pop. They don't they don't feel like as like fluid or natural. It and seems, it, Mike, what it's, what you it's,
1: doing? see, CC, okay, all right. So I feel like the way you presented them is almost like a, dis, it's like in descending order in terms of how good they are. Like mm-hmm. Liu Kang, when he's on screen, my fucking God, he is good. Like that is, he knows how to fucking fight. That is, that is made apparent. Johnny Cage, he's well-trained. He, uh, he understands the move set, and you know that he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. I don't know if he's he's not on Liu Kang's level, but he's pretty fucking solid. Mm-hmm. Sonya, Godspeed. It's like someone sat there and sat down and went, okay, here is the movement, okay? You want to practice
0: the movement a few times. And she spent about 20 minutes practicing the movements. Well, there, I think there's a reason for that because Cameron Diaz was originally cast for Sonya Oh Blake. my God. <laughs> <laughs> but you know because she was in the mask right Cameron Diaz yeah she was, uh, she was yeah. yeah she was, yeah, she, yeah. was. she was because you know she that's a very physical role that she was doing so she was originally yeah. cast as Sonya Blade but when she was training for this movie she ended up like breaking breaking her wrist or her rib I, I, I don't have I can't I can't remember <laughs> which one so they brought in Bridget Wilson quite literally at the last minute like I shit you not like a day after she was done filming Billy Madison and Her combat training, you know, it wasn't like a three month boot camp like you see, like with Keanu Reeves for John Wick. No, her combat training took place between like quite literally in between when they were filming scenes. Oh, my
1: God. Okay, All right. You know what? You know what? I give you know what? Props to her. Props to her. You know what? She sat there. She walked in with. She walked in into a shitty situation, and she made fucking lemonade, man. Like she you made the best out she, of it. Really she, did. Yeah, yeah. No, no. She did. She did. Because the thing is, is it's like, <clears throat> again, you can shit on it because it's like, yeah. There's an obvious difference between Robin Shue, who I shit you not has. It's obvious he's been doing this his whole life. Mm-hmm. Like, and then, and then, I, I don't know who the fuck plays Johnny Cage, but it's uh, But he obviously has been doing it for years or at least did a boot camp. Mm -hmm. And then. Yeah. And then Sonya just looks like she just kind of just doesn't know what she's doing, but someone told her what to do. And like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it sounds like she performed pretty accurate accurately. Also, sorry, aside, Cameron Diaz was going to be in this movie, too. Really? Is, Is this is this movie made up of just fucking substitutes like. Was, like, was Jackie Chan, like, out, and they sw- swapped in Robin Shue? Danny Glover was out, so they swapped in Highlander, and Cameron Dees is out, so they swapped in freaking... Like, did they just... Is everyone here not, not technically supposed to be here? Like-
0: <laughs> okay, so, getting back to this fight scene. By the way, the fight scene, it lasts, like, 30 seconds, and then it just fucking ends. So then, later, like, the three talk about their fighting victories, but Raiden suddenly appears and, like, claps for them. And then he points at the army of other monks that are ready to strike. Then Raiden just kind of like looks at the monks and then glows his eyes one time, and they back down. So with the help of Raiden, the three of them are able to just fucking walk away, robbing us of another fight scene. So later, shame. for shame. So later, like we get a scene where Raiden spouts more exposition to the three, but then it's tomorrow. We cut to a tropical area. Shang Tsung sits on his throne, being surrounded by his monks, gives a speech. Points again. Let mortal combat begin. So Liu Kang battles this fighting monk, and they pace around each other. We get slow mo, a lion roar. They start fighting. I mean, what can I say? It's a it's a good fight scene. They fight like with bow staffs, throw punches, kicks, make faces, and I'm like, okay, this is this is more of what I'm talking about. Like, okay, we're we've been here for 40 minutes, but this is kind of what this is what I'm here for.
1: Mm -hmm. So Liu Kang wins
0: by a shotgun drop kick to the chest, and then Shang Tsung rises over. The defeated monk and he says, Your soul is mine, and steals this monk's soul, and he dies. And he also says the thing, fatality. And the monk is all of a sudden blue now. I don't know. He just. (laughs) uh, Apparently, when you lose your soul, you just turn blue. (laughs) Dabba dee, dabba die. So, (laughs) we cut to another arena for Sonya's fight, but Shang Tsung has something for her. And it's a shirtless Australian kano kano <laughs> not hugh jackman uh the, then the oh, tension god rises. god if only so the tension if only rises. uh Kano's brandishing a knife they're talking shit uh kano may have killed jacks that's a little thing they drop in there so they have a fist fight and it's like again it's just not the same here but Sonya tries and she you know credit to the actress she does the, she does the fight scene but then she ends up mm-hmm. catching kano kano's head in between her calves and then like fucking snaps his neck and okay yeah it's just done yeah it's yeah exactly it's it's a little
1: unceremonious it's kind of just like a like like she just quick and he's dead and everyone's like everyone's like Woo, all right take five and, she, and then that's it and it's a little anticlimactic it's not the best fight scene but it's still a fight scene and you know what i i dug it i dug it <laughs> I but do then, think I do think that the, I, I I will say this I do think that the guy who plays Kano did deserve justice in terms of like more I do time yeah more screen mm-hmm. time they made him more just like standard bad guy instead of what I instead of like the twenty twenty was that one or 2022 Mortal Kombat yeah. movie yeah. yeah where they made him a wise ass which is more you know fitting
0: I feel like with his character but you know, semantics. So then we whip pan to the woods. Now by the way, this fight scene that we're about to get between Johnny cage and scorpion, this was like added in like later, like they did like, um, focus groups and they were like, well, there wasn't enough fighting. So they just kind of randomly added this encounter between scorpion and Johnny cage and a couple of others. So take with that what you will. So Johnny cage is like walking through the woods <laughs> and he comes across scorpion And he does his fucking CGI hand thing and says the you know, get over here. But cage runs and is able to avoid the spear. And, you know, then they get teleported to hell. Like. No joke. (laughs) Hell yeah. They're in it. Hell yeah. Now they're in in the underworld and we zoom out to reveal this like red lit abandoned treehouse graveyard. The scorpion appears (laughs) from behind and they start like fighting on the platform. They throw hands, pretty decent fighting, playing with the environment, like Johnny Cage doing like flips and shit onto another platform. And then he falls from like a ridiculously high platform to the sounds of Rob Zombie instrumentals as Scorpion it's is so showing off his free running awesome. skills. It's so great. It's so great. It's, this is, this is the sort of,
1: this is, it's like, on one hand, you get like, uh, like Robin Shu and his martial arts, like scenes, his like fighting scenes where you're like, Oh, really technical, really interesting. You can see what they're doing. Super cool. And then you get like Johnny Cage's fight scenes where you're kind of just left going. Oh, so this is what Hollywood thought fight scenes were mm-hmm. like pre, like, I don't know, like Ong Bach and John Wick. Huh? <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> just flips and shit and all that. so, The Scorpion removes his face. We see his skull. He's about to go do the thing that you know. So Cage is able to grab a shield that blocks the fire. Then Scorpion, then Cage, sorry, Cage throws a spear that cuts him. And then like Captain America's this shield as Scorpion bleeds lava and explodes. And yeah, it was was fucking great. It was awesome. It was, it was pretty badass. So we cut back to the beach where Liu Kang approaches Shang Tsung who points to Katana waiting for him. And then they fight so katana whispers things into Liu kang's ear to win your next match use the element that brings life so they have like a bunch of like strong sexual tension but then shang song <laughs> just fucking calls off the match and the scene just ends again it's, 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 this movie loves just saying there and just
1: calling scenes so they're like they're like oh, we don't need to see resolution you know fuck the scene all right hey next we got the, we got the important thing out all right moving on
0: so back inside like some fucking, I don't know, worship area surrounded by gargoyles and fire, Raiden, who's dressed as a druid, kneels, but then Liu Kang enters um with a druid and then Raiden just fucking disappears, but then Sub Zero enters and he's ready to fight. By the way, oh, yeah. Raiden left like a little bit of water, which will be important later. <laughs> so they have a they have a fight scene. It's it's visually pleasing. It's it's cool. mm mm-hmm. cool. What happens is Luke Kang ends up overpowering Sub Zero, but Sub Zero changes his strategy. He does like the world's slowest like DX suck it chop ever to make some like energy <laughs> force field. But then Katana comes up and is like, "Luke Kang, remember what what I said?" And he looks. He's like, he sees the thing that uh, Raiden left. And he's like, "Oh, water!" <laughs> so he tosses the nearby water container that Raiden left at Sub Zero, and Sub Zero fucking gets stabbed in the chest by a fucking icicle and that's i
1: the- i just love the idea that like her <laughs> rain pulls katana side is like okay you know it's gonna be like super super kick-ass if we can do this all right you you fight him when you're fighting totally give him a hint i'll leave him with some cup of water it's gonna be fucking so cool she's like all right yeah yeah sure, sure. And they're just like as as they leave,s rain's just watching you just they're just sort of high five as they're watching just like the two of them beat the shit out of each other
0: <laughs> which real quick fun fact about sub-zero uh the actor that played him uh francois Petit, Petit, i think that's how you say his last name uh fun fact if you were a uh, wwf fan in the late 90s which we all were he was one of the medics to check on Mick Foley when he got thrown off Hell in the Cell by the Undertaker at King of the Ring 1998. God, God. That's so awesome! That's so awesome. He's like, he's like, he went from
1: Mortal Kombat to being like Sub Zero and getting stabbed with an icicle to to just be
0: like, Sir Mick Foley, you just fell two stories. Are you alive? <laughs> so, sorry. Fun, fun little fact. So. Then we go back to the hall that Kano was eating at and Shang Tsung and Goro are talking and they're like, oh, it's time. Then we cut to a montage of a bunch of people <laughs> falling on a cobble, like what, cobblestones. Because I guess they couldn't fucking figure out how to use the Goro suit when they were trying to film that day. To the, this it's, is all it's, to this
1: it's so weird. It's so weird. It's like, it's a montage of guys falling on their backs and going, oh, <laughs> it's like, it's not even like, you're not even hearing like Shang Tsung go like like fatality as like as like any of them are dying. It's quite literally just they'll just go, uh is they like flop or it's like it's it's so weird. There's no like it, none of them look like proper deaths. It just look, looks like they're about to get up and go like, oh, geez, you knocked the wind out of me. Yeah,
0: it's like somebody just like laid out a bunch of rocks and they're falling on it. <laughs> so yeah. um, we cut to another hall, though. Where Goro enters and Art Lean, everyone's favorite Mortal Kombat. Oh, character,
1: exactly! I loved him in I loved him in Mortal Kombat because he looks at the camera and goes, "It's Art Lean time."
0: <laughs> so, so now Art Lean has to fight Goro, and this fight consists of Goro screaming, motioning to the crowd like Randy Savage and Spider Man, and Art Lean getting his ass kicked. And you know how this ends with all four arms. Goro dominates Art when we get to finish him, where Goro picks him up with two arms, and then just kind of chops him in the collarbone, and then Art just fucking dies. <laughs> that is, see, okay. This
1: is the mo- This is the this is the PG thirteen death that made me the most mad mm-hmm. because if 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 you have ever played the a Mortal Kombat game with Goro in it, Goro's Kills are always incredibly brutal. It is like ripping people in half, tearing people's arms off. Like he is, he literally grabs people by one of his sets of hands and literally beats them into the ground with another. Like, Goro is brutal. So watching him essentially just just pick up a guy, karate chop him in the neck and go like, I win! Like that, I was like, that I was like, that's heinous. That is heinous. How dare you, pal. How, How dare, dare you?
0: you, sir? I want to see Goro fucking grab him by his arm and his leg, and then just fucking rip him all off, leaving just a torso on the ground. God, God Now I just want to play Mortal Kombat. We'll play. More, we'll play Mortal Kombat soon, Mike. So that is true. That is true. So flawless victory. So Shang Tsung takes Art Soul and fucking injects it right in his eye. And then we cut to a garden. Raid Liu <laughs> Kang, Cage and Sonya. <laughs>
1: See, see, before you continue on with the story, just that that little visual that you just sprinkled in right there. It's it's so funny it because I know how it happens is like he like opens his like mouth and he's like ha is like and like they pulls in or like puts his hand against the chest and they're like no as like as like they like ride around but the way you made inject it into his eye, it made it look like he pulls out a syringe, puts it against Art, like pulls out his soul Ugh. and injects his soul into his eye.
0: <laughs> you know, the sanitary way with a hypodermic needle. <laughs> <laughs> so in the garden, Raiden, Luke Cage, and Sonya stand around and talk to Raiden, and he gives another motivational speech. Kate, and you know, he's like, "Oh, the only thing that can defeat you is your own fear. You must first face your fears if you are to <laughs> conquer them." And we just, have nothing to fear but fear itself. So, yeah, he goes, he basically spends this whole scene spouting just more just thoughtless platitudes and then just fucking walks <laughs> he's, away.
1: He's just, Raiden is one of those, be, one of those guys that you see who read like Rene Descartes, like one, bu- like book one time. Like one of those, one of his books one time is just like, <clears throat> what is life
0: but a walking shadow and you're like shut up (laughs) raiden's the type of guy to have stoic in his instagram bio oh no oh
1: god it's he has he has circular glasses and is like he all of his photographs are him with like one of those beanies with the little like lids lips rolled (laughs) up
0: So, okay, we cut to a quiet beach on a morning where Liu Kang has visions of his brother's death like, you know, we all have had on vacation. While this is going on, Johnny Cage talks with Sonya. Cage wants, he's like, I want to fight Goro, but he can't let what happened to Goro happen to Sonya. Uh, Or what happens to, what happened with Goro, you know what I'm fucking talking about. He's got a plan, but Sonya is angry. Then we cut to Shang Tsung. At another part of the temple, Cage challenges Goro, shang sung is like are you sure about that dude so shang is like okay i'll do that but in return i reserve the right to challenge the winner myself or another of my choosing in place des- in a place designated by me for the final battle of the tournament and cage is like you know what sure but raiden tries to interrupt it but you know a deal is a deal and then raiden's like um the fuck you just threatened all of humanity yes.
1: I like Raiden. I like the idea that Raiden is looking at him, just like, "Hey, hey, man, uh, just just a quick one. What the fuck? What the fuck is, there, is this? This is a dick measuring contest. You gonna play with humanity, you asshole? Like it's the best part is Raiden. Raiden doesn't look like, I don't know, like like uh like dumbledore when he thought harry put his name in the goblet of fire in the movies mm-hmm. where he's like blah, blah, it's just more like he looks like a he looks like your buddy who just just watched you throw out their beer that they were still drinking or their Ooh. drink that they were still doing they were, they're just like hey man what the fuck he's like he's like what have you done and, he, and johnny cage is like oh, i'm doing it for the friends he's like no you're not you're doing it for yourself. I I'm was like, I'm like, I'm like hell, hell yeah, Christopher. Really, really, really working for the check.
0: You're really, really working for that for that Highlander money. <laughs> you do one Highlander and suddenly you're too good for Hollywood. So then we cut to, to that uh, cobblestone arena where Goro was tossing all those guys onto. And the monks are surrounding this patch of land and Goro screams and chants. And then Johnny Cage comes out wearing his cool Joe Biden sunglasses that Goro just crushes. <laughs> And then Johnny Cage is like, okay. Like, then it's like, you're ready to fight. The tension's rising. People are chanting. Johnny Cage is like, let's dance. And then does his legendary full split, just punch to the balls <laughs> that topples Goro. And Raiden's like, oh, fuck yeah. And then Cage fucking runs away. But then Goro eventually re- recovers, which, you know, sh- I think that shows how really tough he is. that He's able to get up yeah, and exactly. fucking, if, start chasing if after if he can get- somebody.
1: If he can take an uppercut to the nads and then get up and go, all right, you son of a bitch. Like, I'm like, I'm like, damn, damn, Goro, you're better than me. Like, it's, I would just be on the ground being like, all right, you win, you win. Please, please don't kick me. Don't hit me at the balls.
0: <laughs> so Cage climbs, climbs up to the top. this like poorly green screened mountain and stands on the edge while, while he's giving chase. But then they come face to face, Cage, those were $500 sunglasses, asshole. Then fucking Crescent kicks Goro off the side of the cliff. And then he falls into the abyss. And I'm like, all right, that, that, I guess, I guess that's the, I guess, I guess that's the end of Goro. Then would have been better if there was a fucking spike at the bottom,
1: but it fucking
0: lands on or some shit. That,
1: yeah. Like in the old ones where it's like when you uppercut him and he fucking falls on the spike. Like, oh yeah.
0: We could, no. could have had so many things. So many things. If only it was rated R. If only it was rated NC-17. So then we, cut oh, to, Jesus. <laughs> we cut to Shang Tsung and he's kidnapping Sonya and Liu Kang and Raiden follow. But Shang Tsung says, okay, you said I could challenge anybody. I challenge Sonya. And the door opens behind him and a CGI monster thing takes him to the wasteland of Outworld. And then Cage comes up and is like, can Sonya beat Shang Tsung? But Raiden's like, no, there's one last rule he forgot to mention. Then Kang pipes up and says, or yeah, uh, pipes up and says, She has to accept the challenge, or there is no mortal combat. But then Raiden says, I have nothing left to teach you, Liu Kang. Okay, cool. And also (laughs) Reptile's listening into this conversation just in the corner.
1: Again, again, quite literally. Raiden is like, Raiden is sitting there, he's like allow me to provide you with exposition and lu kang is like i'll beat you to it And Raiden's like all right well my my character's done who cares and he just fucking walks off <laughs> and it's like i know that i know that it's supposed to be like oh, i've taught you all that i can but it literally looks like once lu kang beat raid to the exposition punch Raiden was like all right fuck you i'm out all right since you know what the fuck you're doing
0: <laughs> fucking
1: kill yourself who cares
0: <laughs> so lu kang and cage they enter a portal to outworld they get transported to like this blue purple collapsed wasteland they just walk towards a large building in the vicinity and are like, yeah, Sonya's probably there. And they just fucking start. <laughs> it's I love, I love,
1: I love, I love. They just, it's the story of the century. They have to find this person who's being held prisoner in a world that is out to kill them. And they're just like, the vibe says there. And it's just it's a building
0: so they wander through this like wasteland and we see like some fucking homeless people walking through. But Liu Kang, he's got like a feeling. He turns around and then grabs an invisible reptile that's followed them in and tosses him into a body and the body's eyes glow and it comes to life. And reptile is now here and he fights Liu Kang to the sound of European discotheque. So we- <laughs> it's so awesome. So, in this scene, we get a whole lot of like punches, lights getting thrown, the knees, and like in like this abandoned set for Halloween horror nights. And like we also get the fucking Hong Kong wire work too that you'd later go on to see in films like The Matrix, which looks pretty good here. I'd say, Mike, do you think, mm-hmm. uh, do you think this is the best fight scene? I, it's, oh, it's up there. It's mm-hmm. up there. It's, it is, it is really fucking up there. So, Liu Kang basically fucking. Showtime kicks his way into defeating Reptile and finishes the fight by doing that one kick you would spam in Mortal Kombat, you know, the you know the bicycle kick. Yeah, exactly. Where he just where he just gets on his back and just bicycle kicks him. <laughs> so Reptile gets defeated. He gets curb stomped after leaving his body and he's got like fucking insects and shit all inside him. Cool. So then but then fucking Katana appears out of nowhere and says, "Well done." So then, Katana, Luke, <laughs> Kang, and Johnny Cage fucking wander throughout Dude,
1: Katana just, Katana just, just how just did like, she get there? Hey, What's up? She's like, she's like, she's like, she's like, don't forget about my character, boys. <laughs> she's like, you're like, oh shit, I, yeah, I, I forgot that you existed. All right, cool,
0: hell, hell yeah, I guess. You whispered stuff into Luke Kang ear, and then ear, and then disappeared for like half of the movie, and now she's back. <laughs> with a vengeance backed by popular demand uh so later uh, katana luke kang and johnny cage wander throughout world and she gives exposition about this world She says you will go to the black tower where you will face your enemy face yourself and face your worst fear but then from this conversation we transition with like an edgy n64 render of a tower to show sonya who's horribly green this has got to be the worst green screen in the whole fucking movie
1: oh yeah oh yeah and she's just like easily
0: chained up to this wall but then the monks from like Monty Python enter this final boss (laughs) room with lit torches surrounding the Mortal Kombat logo on the ground
1: and they just go nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition
0: (laughs) they start beating their they start beating their heads as they're chained
1: and so I would love that they just start bludgeoning
0: themselves with the books (laughs) So Shang Tsung enters. He talks with Sonya. Sonya's like, I'm not going to fight. Shang is like, if you do, you forfeit Earth's Earth's chances. One last chance. Fight me in Mortal Kombat. But Sonya says, I'm not doing it. But then the Druid monks like take their hoods off, and the three of them are Katana, Liu Kang, and Johnny Cage. So Cage <laughs> saves Sonya. They're here. They're here now. So... Uh, Katana spouts, like, Phantom Menace-style political intrigue dialogue with Shang Tsung, but Shang Tsung then challenges Johnny Cage, but Liu Kang's like, no, I challenge you to Mortal Combat. I am a descendant of – I am I am Liu Kang, descendant of Kung Lao. I challenge you to Mortal Combat. Do you accept? Shang Tsung accepts. The monks leave, but Cage, Sonya, and Katana watch. The music rises. Your blood starts pumping. It's the motherfucking mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat <laughs> theme. So they have a fight scene, but then the theme just fucking fades after a few seconds because things get and it's so disappointing. I'm like, can't we just have a fight scene where you play through the whole song? That'd
1: be awesome. God damn, that'd be so awesome.
0: So So fucking cool. So Shang song starts vibrating, but the souls of dead warriors start chanting. Smoke comes from manholes. Then warriors break through, and they all do (laughs) fancy shit with their weapons. And one of them says, "Cowabunga, dude!" (laughs) It's the Ninja Turtles. They're here too. (laughs) It's, 90s.
1: It's so awesome. It's the puppet ninja turtles oh god. from the from the early nineties ones. And you see vanilla ice come out afterwards. Oh god.
0: <laughs> and then uh fucking Johnny Knoxville, because I think he voices one of the Ninja Turtles in like the newest movies. I don't know if he does or not.
1: Okay, I was like in the 91 version. I was like,
0: I was like, whoa! I was like, I did not know that. And the Michael Bay ones, I, I need to make that clear. <laughs> Oh, the, yeah, Michael Bay Ninja Turtles. So like now Liu Kang has to fight seven of the baddest warriors. And he does precisely that, like kicking, punching and free running his ways to uh, pre, uh, kicking, punching and free running his way to beating these warriors with ease. It's getting late in the episode, guys. Words can be hard sometimes.
1: Absolutely. We're deteriorating.
0: <laughs> We're deteriorating, just like Shang Tsung. So Liu Kang turns around, Shang Tsung points and he's like, you will die. And he can look into, <laughs> so Liu <Kang's>. awesome. <laughs> he looks into Liu Kang's soul, but he doesn't own it, which like, I mean, this part kind of gets like brushed over because I was like, oh, now he must face his worst fear. So Shang Tsung transforms into Chan from the beginning, and he's trying to trick Liu Kang. And he's like, remember when our parents died? You promised you would always take care of me. Now it's my turn to take care of you. And while this is going on, spikes pop up out of the Mortal Kombat logo in the ground as they talk, as they like talk above. So they have tense dialogue. Liu Kang is like Shang Tsung killed my brother. So Chan transforms back into Shang Tsung and fights Liu Kang, whoops his ass, and it's looking bleak for our hero Liu Kang when he rises. Mm-hmm. He looks at Shang Tsung, says, "I am the chosen one," and then like they're like grabbing onto each other's arms and are like holding each other and have like this just immaculately tense sexual tension, with flexing <laughs> muscles and shit.
1: All, all I have to say, all I have to say is they're both it's both just rippling muscles and they're both sweaty and holding on to each other's arms and they're just like i I gotta say is if you switched out the 90s rock slash european discotheque and swapped it out for just some marvin gay it'd be a different vibe (laughs)
0: different vibe different vibe i'm gonna see if i can uh this movie makes sense if i switch out the soundtrack for the room
1: the oh, oh, oh my god. Oh,
0: <laughs> so oh Lu Kang, Christ. So Liu Kang is like you have lost your power against the souls you have trapped. They fight more. Liu Kang is I pity says I pity your sorcerer. And Shang says, I pity says, the sorcerer.
1: <laughs> and if
0: Shang Tsung says save your pity for the weak, then Lu Kang makes some distance. Shang Tsung charges. Liu Kang sidekicks Shang Tsung in the rib cage delivers a bunch of punches and then double punches Shang Tsung onto the spikes below where he gets impaled in the chest with no blood. It's it's such a clean kill. (laughs) So his body turns into a decomposed skeleton. Liu Kang says the thing, flawless victory. The sky beam occurs where we see all the souls of the people that Shang Tsung has killed, including Chan. And you know, it seems like he might be alive, but he's actually not so Chan's like, one day we will be reunited but until then, my spirit will always be with you. Right here. No, not here. You see E.T. and Mac and me just like fly past Chan as they're both pointing. And then E.T. and Mac and me just like turn to each other and then the Mortal Kombat theme rises. We get a fight oh to the death between <laughs> E.T. and Mac.
1: It's just do do, do 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 you just see E.T. and Mac and me just beating each other down.
0: God, I would pay money to see that.
1: Mac and V through his like butthole mouth just goes, "Your soul is mine."
0: (laughs) So Liu Kang reunites with Katana, Sonya, and Johnny Cage. They arrive home, back to like the Temple of Light, I think. And the kids are happy, waving blue flags and everything. And Raiden's waiting for them. You know, everyone's happy, but something isn't right. Lightning strikes. A voice says, "Bow to me," and then Shao Kahn, who, if you. They didn't really mention him in this movie at all, but he's here now. Then Raiden says, I don't think so. And the five get in a fighting position for like a split second. And then the movie just abruptly ends like a lot of the scenes throughout this thing. And and yeah, that's the movie. We fucking listened to the Mortal Kombat theme one last time. And um, cool. Awesome. Mortal Kombat. One thing real quick, I did want to mention, uh, the person who voiced Shao Kahn, he's voiced by Frank Welker, who also did the voices for Reptile and Goro, and he's also done the voices of one Fred Jones and (laughs) Scooby-Doo... In the animated no TV show, kidding. Now, I don't think he did the voice for the 2002 one, though. I don't think that was. I don't think that was him. Okay.
1: Okay. 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 I
0: was supposed to be like, son of a bitch, son of a bitch. Well, guys, you know. Okay. Well, I mean, I I think that does that does it, man. Like Mike, that does it. This it does it for Mortal Combat.
1: This this hey, I'm 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 calling it right now, right now. I know where this movie lands in the in the drinking in the in the in the drunk movie night sort of sort of section. Mm-hmm. This is movie two, because think about it, think about it. Movie one has a plot that's so ridiculous that you should pay attention to it. Movie two, I feel like, has enough of a plot to where if you occasionally tune in, you're like, ah, I get the gist, and then you can tune out again, but you're still conscious enough to watch like the fight scenes and go like, oh, that's badass, and just keep drinking. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like this movie fits a movie two perfectly. Mm-hmm. It's cheesy as hell, and you don't really need to pay attention to the plot. And if you do, you'll get a giggle every once in a while.
0: Interesting. I thought I thought you would say this movie would be a number one, but I can agree with you. I th- I definitely think it's like a number yeah number two.
1: It's it's a number
0: two. It's a number
1: two, but with with enough. Like j- you get enough joy out of it for it to be with the number ones. Mm-hmm. I think it's. it's like I a, think it's a, it's, nice... no, it's a number. Yeah, yeah It's it's a, it's a it's a it's a movie that has number one qualities while being a number two movie. I see. Interesting. Yeah. We gotta put a we gotta There's put a list nuance. together for
0: social media. Was like absolutely. An order you should do it in.
1: Absolutely, we got it. Damn.
0: <laughs> well guys you know th- that does it for this episode of the messed up at midnight podcast thank you so much for listening go follow us on instagram twitter youtube you guys know the deal and uh shout out to our fans in thailand why not hey uh what is it Sawatika. Ka ka. you know a lot of this movie was actually filmed in thailand dude i okay I'm not gonna yeah. lie definitely
1: I, sat there just when i was like i was like this like, I, like, I was like i was like i was like i'm gonna say, i was like i'm gonna like such an ass if i'm wrong but i was like this kind of feels like i was filmed in silent <laughs> all
0: right guys well we will see y'all next week see you next week
1: everybody